You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 75, do-it-yourself mold testing. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, on today's episode, we are talking about do-it-yourself mold testing. I laugh because I don't know if mold is serious enough that I don't know that anybody should be doing it themselves. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of crazy. I remember a few years ago, I told you about this. I got a phone call from a local business, and they had gone to the hardware store and picked up an instant mold test, and it said that they had toxic mold. And uh, I don't know if you recall that, but mm-hmm. I just laughed. And I've, I've pointed out to you, even in our local hardware store where it has that instant test kit, I'm like, really? It just, <laughs> you would think, you know, I, 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 I guess I look at it and I'm not a doctor, but I look at it the same way. Like, would you do your own cancer screening? I mean. No, <laughs> certainly not. I mean, you'd probably want a professional. So, yeah. But yeah, there's there's many different types of tests out there, and that's what we're going to talk about. And there's there's plenty of stuff. You know, before we started recording, I told you there, this we're we're not going to run out of things to talk about. We never do, anyways. But but there's there's plenty to talk about when it comes to do it yourself mold testing, and you know, hopefully, we can answer questions for our listeners and just kind of educate them a little bit as far as what they should and shouldn't do when it comes to that. Well, and I think the the place that I'd like to start is what exactly does it mean to do it yourself? I mean, I've seen what you do when you go in and you do mold tests. How exactly does somebody who doesn't under who isn't an expert in the field, do they get a kit? I mean, how how does all of the do it yourself piece work? Well, there's there like I said, there's there's many different things out there. You have an instant test which um, it's, it's similar to, so when we test for lead, our, our initial test is literally, 
it's just this little swab. And you, you break the tip open and you, you rub it around in that paint. We usually carve a hole in a closet so you can't see it. And then if it turns pink, then it's positive for lead. Well, there's similar things like that for mold, but it'll tell you if it's toxic or not, which that's not even, I don't, I didn't even know how you can determine that because like we've talked about, the molds aren't classified just as whether they're toxic or not toxic. Most mold types, depending on the subspecies, can be toxic. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, and, and quickly I'll just tell you, you know, there's three different classifications with mold. Allergenic, pathogenic, and toxigenic. Mm-hmm. Many molds, so let's just say one mold type, let's say penicillium, it can be in all three of those categories, right. depending on the subspecies. Yeah. So... How you can just swab something and within 10 minutes know whether it's toxic or not, I, I just, you know, you might as well just sell them snake oil. Cause <laughs> it, so you have that kind of test. Then you have other tests where it's called a viable sample. It's no different um, than a, what we did in science class. I don't know if you remember. With the I, agar plate. With the, yep, it's an agar dish. And you would take like the Q-tip and, you know, someone would rub the Q-tip on the door. And then someone else would rub it on their desk or, you know, you could do it in your throat. It's culture. And then you rub it on that, that agar solution. You, usually it's either agar or potato starch. And then you seal it up. And then the whole point of that is, is that obviously the humidity increases inside that container. And then stuff will start growing on it. So you can do a test that way. Um, and then you, but then you have to send that off to a lab. And then you have to pay extra fees for that. So, you know, there's that type of testing. And then in the last few years, and I've had, I've had people reach out to me, um, on hardware stores. They're selling like do it yourself kits where it's, or you rent the machine. It's the same aerosol cassettes that we use. So you can go from the cheap $15 instant test, which I would never use to something like I was saying that they sell at the hardware stores where, you know, you're running stuff through an aerosol cassette, which is what we do. Um, you know, you send it off to a lab and then you have to pay extra fees for that. So I'm not sure if I explained all the, you know, do it yourself things, but there's many different things. Many different do. things. So then when somebody is looking, cause obviously I'm assuming people find this by Googling it, they realize they have a mold issue or they may have a mold issue. And then they Google do it yourself mold testing how do they know which one to go with? I, you know, a lot of it just depends on what they're looking for. You know, I printed off, I printed off some documents because there was. I just wanted to see these. You know, when I was doing some research on this, it was quite interesting. But you know, they this company goes from the viable instant to the air, and you know, if if I was consulting with somebody and they said. I'm not paying a professional. I can't hire you, Steve, because I live in New Jersey. What should I do? If they refuse to have a professional do it, I would say, well, you should do the air test. The actual, in in this company, they send you a machine. They send you the instructions. You run the air test. You send the machine back. You send the the aerosol cassettes. They're not aerosol. They're different um, brand, but it's the same thing. Then you send it to their lab. And, and they'll give you the results. So if I was to say, yeah, okay, I don't want you to do it, but if this is what you're going to do, I would definitely do something where it is the aerosol cassettes. Okay. But, but, but keep in mind, though, that's only testing the air. 
and we've talked about this a lot, mold, all mold types, obviously, you know, some are stickier and heavier than others. So, uh, Stachybotrys, which is the black mold, it's a heavier, stickier mold. So, what do you mean by that? Because there, I'm sure there are people who will hear stickier and heavier, and say, well, what what does that mean? A to be stickier and heavier, and and how does that relate? Does stickier and heavier mean more dangerous? Was no, it- no, it, it's just where you're going to find it. So, okay, something that's stickier. Once it attaches to the surface, you know, it's airborne, but once it hits a surface, if it's heavier and stickier, it's less likely to become airborne again. Oh, okay. So you would find those types of molds, say, on the baseboards or, you know, on bookshelves or whatnot. Other molds, like the common mold types, like Clodosporium or Penicillium, they're a lighter mold and they're not as sticky. So they're they're a lot more susceptible to just be in the air a lot more. So you're going to find more of those spores, if that makes sense. Okay. Because it doesn't take much air to keep them airborne, whereas like Stachybotrys, it's, it's you know, pretty much when it hits a surface, it, it, it's sticky and it's heavy, so it wants to just sit there. Okay. That, and that you know, for air testing, that wouldn't, that wouldn't really give us a good overall. That's why we never, and going back to what we're talking about, that's why you always hire a professional. Because if we don't find any mold, and my client's like, yeah, my daughter's just been sicker than heck after we had this flood or whatever, you know, I would say, well, okay, let's do some air tests, and maybe we'll take a tape lift. I don't prefer to do swabs. I like a tape lift. And we'll do a tape lift off of the, the baseboard and see what mold types are there. So that's why it pays to have a professional come in. Because air testing is not the only way we test. Exactly. So, I mean, obviously it's much better to hire an expert to do it. But are there any situations or circumstances where um, where doing DIY mold testing is feasible and should happen? Yes. And so, you know, we talked about in the last episode, we were talking about the courses and what the purpose is of a course. You know, you always want a professional but there's always situations where you can have a course that you're going to take before you hire the professional. Well, let's say for, for testing, let's say you, you keep getting these black spots on the ceiling in your, your bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you're not sure. You're like, well, is it discoloration? What's that from? If you don't know whether it's mold or not, it's well worth just doing a tape lift and then sending that off to a lab. And then they can say, yes, this is mold. And what types, or no, it's not mold. Okay, that 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 makes sense. So at least you have a basic understanding of what's going on. Correct. It, okay. It's like, and I always use analogies, typically with doctors. It's like going to your GP first, and then he recommends going to a specialist. Okay. So I wouldn't. There's not many situations I would recommend our listeners do it yourself, but I do understand that some people just don't want to pay a professional. And really, it, when they choose to do it themselves, whichever professional they then take it to, that gives them some baseline information to either say, okay, I'm going to do testing and figure out if that's accurate. Correct. Or I'm going to do testing to confirm what the DIY test said and figure out next steps from there. Right. And normally, you know, I, I obviously deal with clients that have had testing done do-it-yourself. Um, they've ha- had other companies do it. And they send me the results and I kind of just laugh. I mean, and the reason I say that is, is because, you know, we, we did, we did a couple episodes about Ermi and Hertz me testing. And that's that weird, you know, I call it rags they send you. 
and they only test for a certain amount of mold. And, and it's interesting because this, this paperwork I printed up, um, it said, and I'm not going to shuffle through all the papers, but I read that, that this, this company, which does the air and everything, they only test for 25 mold types. And there's, there's thousands of mold types. So it's just, my whole point is, is it's, it's very interesting to see what certain people say versus other people. Like, I've, I've had clients that say, yeah, you know, my mold inspector said everything was good. We passed the air test. And I'm like, well, there's no pass or fail. So it's just, that's why you hire a professional. And that's why, like we've talked about before, that's why I have cornered the market in the way that we have with CNC. Yeah, we do mold mitigation. We do just your normal testing and mold inspections. But I've, I've, I delve deeper into what's causing the issues, educating people, creating courses, stuff like this podcast. So not that I'm the only one capable of it, but I just, I view things, I guess, a lot differently. And, you know, if, if you're telling me it's only a pass or fail or it's an instant test, I'm just going to laugh at you. I don't care if it, I don't care if it's an experienced mold guy that's been doing it for 40 years. And I'm not being rude, but it's just, that's how I view it versus other people. Absolutely. So going back to the whole, uh, somebody decided to do a DIY mold test themselves, typically how much do they cost? So if you're going to do, you know, with, with what I found here online, uh, they're going to give you the, the high quality uh, mold inspection package. And it's kind of funny because they give you two instant tests, which are a waste of money. <laughs> they give you some pamphlet. They give you this moisture meter that's like a $14 moisture meter. So you're paying for something cheap. And then you have the machine that you, you're more or less, you're not renting. It's just part of the price. And they give you two cassettes. And that's, that's a whopping $229. Wow. And when I read further into it, you have 10 days to send it back. If you don't, every day after that's going to be $25 per day. And if you want more than two tests done, they're going to charge you $75 per extra test. So it includes two, but if you want four, they're going to charge you another $150. Oh, wow, that's a lot of money. So at that point, you're, you know, you're, you're well over $300. And it, I just look at it and laugh because, you know, if, if you want the, the, what I would call what us professionals do, you're going to pay way more than that. And you're not going to get a professional that's doing it. I mean, yeah, you want someone like us and the guy that's done it for 40 years. I might not agree with, you know, his conclusions, but he knows what to be looking for or he should. And that's the big difference is why don't you just pay for a professional? Whereas, I mean, to me, this is, I don't want to call it a scam. I'm sure these people have worked really hard to build this business, but you're just not going to get what you get would get with a professional. And if for some reason our listeners go online and they're like, hey, you know what, I'm gonna, he talked about the air test. I'm going to go find a company I can do it with. That's great. But book a consultation with me and I promise you we'll figure out what, what's really going on. But you, it's just crucial to have that professional in there. Well, and it sounds like from the pricing that you just described to me at $230 starting, as compared to, for example, what you charge to come out and do that, they're pretty much paying the same price, but they're not getting expertise right. with it. Right. And, you know, our listeners obviously know this. I only do, I only travel, you know, obviously northern Utah and, and Wyoming. So, you know, for our listeners that are in 
Alabama or New Jersey or wherever, you know, they can book consultations if they decide to go with something like this and do it themselves. If, if you're going to, if you're listening and that's what you want to do, don't do anything until you contact me first. And, and I'll tell you, okay, this is what you need to do. So book a consultation so that, you know, and it's going to be, it'll be two consultations at that point. But get a hold of me, and I'll tell you what the best route to go, and then what to be looking for in your home, and then we do a consultation after you get results. But just going out and doing this and thinking you're going to save a dollar, you know, or a hundred dollars is not. It's going to cost you more money. Absolutely. Wow. So it's something for people to really, really think about. What is your call to action for people as they consider doing like the whole mold test kit thing? So just, you know, after you're done listening to this, or if you got your headphones on, walk into your mechanical room where your water heater is, check behind your water heater, see if there's any visible mold. Take a look down in your crawl space, see if there's any visible mold, standing water. And we're going to talk about crawl spaces, I believe, next week. So, you know, we'll cover more of that. But go look somewhere in a problematic area. When I say problematic, that can be bathrooms underneath the sinks. Could be underneath your kid's bed if they're taking food in there, and make sure you don't see any mold or, or you know any defects that are going on. And you know, like I said, it as far as consultations, book a consultation. It's you know it's well worth the money, and you're you're gonna get if you think you get a lot of information in a podcast, you'll get a lot more in a consultation. Absolutely. All right. Well, you heard it from the expert. So please be sure check something like your crawl space. And then of course you can check out Steve's books on Amazon and you can also check out his courses on Udemy. We'll catch you in the next episode of the toxic mold podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.